Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay. And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And uh, we're continuing on with our kind of scary movie month. Uh, and and we're picking up a, a bit of a weird one for this one. Uh, the Secret of Nim. A weird one, Craig. This is by far <laughs> the scariest of the movies we have selected. I will not. This is the hill I will die on. I will tell you that. Um, terrifying. It is an yeah. absolutely chilling movie. If this did not affect your childhood. You are you are some sort of uh, human being that I do not understand. This I when you pull this up, when you pull this movie up on Google, there will be articles about how it has affected like a generation of children. Okay, it affected people. All right, this is a scary ass movie, and yeah. I will not hear otherwise. I guess I guess if I can refine my statement, I'd say this might <laughs> might seem like an odd choice if you haven't seen the movie. Because on the surface, it seems like it's supposed to be some whimsical children's animated adventure. And somehow it is so dark, so terrifying. It's so dark. It's so dark. Like I I thought I remembered how dark it was. And there are parts of it where I was like, okay, this isn't obviously as scary as I had kind of taken it in as a child, obviously, because I can, you know, throw a filter on it, you know, but but I totally get, I'm like, this is not, this doesn't seem like a children's movie to me. <laughs> and, and maybe we'll get into this a little more later, but so much of it isn't even that what is happening on screen is scary or that the events on, on screen are scary, but the style in which it's animated is very disturbing. It's very, it's got that like, like 80s like labyrinth kind of like everything's dark but but there's not the same whimsicalness <laughs> you're like oh this is just like dark to be dark yeah there's a, there's a surprising lack of whimsy in this <laughs> oh, yeah. no you gotta the, the the crow is the whimsy and that's it <laughs> like yeah. you've got you've got some crow whimsy and that's about that's 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 where that ends uh my god okay so here's let me explain this. if you haven't seen this movie um I don't here's the thing I don't know if you if you haven't seen it as a child you might be able to watch this and be like, this isn't, none of this is scary. This is fine. Because like, I can't remove my past viewings from my, my own mind. You know what I mean? So maybe it's fine. Uh, but to me still chilling. Okay. And the, the plot line of this movie is that we have, um, so we have this mouse and we're following, um, we're following this mother mouse. Okay. And she has a sick child with pneumonia, you know, in most children's movies. <laughs> That's where we start so off. Much, so much pneumonia in this yeah. month's episode. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. You know when you show a kid what they could get and what could happen to them? Yeah. So we start there <laughs> with the pneumonia. And she's going to see essentially the, like the smartest mouse she knows to get some medicine um, she gets this medicine with some hesitation, gets back, and it turns out that she's like, okay, we, and he tells her that we, you can't move this kid, okay? Like, you can't move this child. If you move him, he might die. He has pneumonia. He can't take the cold air. You can't move him. But they have to move because the tractor's coming in. So uh, we have this whole thing where instead of just 
deciding that maybe I'm going to chance it and try and move this child best I can. We're going to try and take down the tractor. We're going to try and do all these things. In and amongst this, we find out that there are super rats <laughs> that have been, um, that have escaped from, uh, from this uh, medical experiment facility. Yeah, okay. National Institute of Mental Health, NIM. Yes, yeah. NIM. Yeah, the, yeah, you know. The secret. <laughs> yeah, the secret of NIM. That's the secret, is that they've escaped from the... <laughs> yeah, you, you know, a, a mental health institute, which, uh, you know, again, children's themes, why not? Let's just throw that in there. Um, so they have all these smart, smart rats, okay, that also feel like they should probably move because they fear that they're going to be discovered. Through this, and, and now I could go into the many details of this movie, but essentially these two combined forces, she, her husband died. That's why she doesn't have any help, this mother mouse, okay? And it turns out that he was the head of, like, the saviors of these rats, held in really high esteem, and was also going to help them escape this rose bush before they are discovered. Because the rats have a moral code that disturbs them to their core that they steal and they shouldn't be stealing. <laughs> and that's, we're going to come back to that because that's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we essentially have it where um, she is trying to then get her house moved because an owl told her to get her house moved instead of moving uh, her child. Let's move the house. That's easier under this rock where the tractor won't get it. You can let your kid get better. Whatever. All the while, um, she is not with her children. Um, just yeah. bouncing around, almost getting killed several times. Not a problem. Whatever. A Auntie Shrew was watching over them. That, that Auntie was Shrew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. But uh, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up that the rats end up moving the house. Um, there's like some more detailed villainy that we'll certainly get into. Yes. But mm. um, you said one thing that was, was slightly incorrect, which is that the movie starts with the child getting pneumonia. The movie does not start with the child getting pneumonia. The movie starts with the line, uh, Jonathan Grimsby was oh, killed right. today. Sorry. Pardon me. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Pardon me. Pardon They're me. Just cold open on the scariest fucking looking guy in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. We learned out his, uh, later is Nicodemus, the head of the rats, with his fucking gnarled hands just narrating the camera how somebody has died. That's the first piece of information you Yeah, know that's this. right. Pardon me. And then it jumps to childhood pneumonia you could yep. die if you move mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is a litany of one two three right off the top of like this movie tells you who it was right away <laughs> yes yeah prepare for the darkest roller coaster your child has ever seen um we're gonna be talking about some things that you're gonna have to talk to your child about afterwards yeah. there's gonna be i don't think a first viewing of this movie uh has has ever not? It, it must end in a hard conversation with your children. I have to assume. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. so many. The children drown. <laughs> they drown at a moment. There is so much <laughs> that is so terrifying in this movie. Not even they drown in water. They drown in mud, which is worse to me. I, it just is. I cannot explain to you exactly why it's worse, but it is worse. Um, slowly drowning in mud. Yeah, it's the thickness, I think. It's the like so yeah. To escape it. If yeah, I yeah. yeah to, I just if think I had to think about it, which I guess I do. 
Thank you for making me confront the fact that I'm fe- uh, more scared of drowning in mud than I am in uh, water. Thank you for that secret of Nim. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a good one. Um, so the villain right. of this movie, we have kind of a couple, and they're all like kind of, I don't know, they're loosely kind of uh, sprinkled throughout this movie, which is interesting. Because yeah. we c- we start with the main idea of like, these farmers are kind of the villain because they're running the tractor, but not really because we see them and they interact and we kind of get that they have to do this and they don't know that these mice are there or they don't really care. You know what I mean? Like tear out the rose bush. I don't give a shit. Right. Um, and and the, the the animals living in the field know that they have to move every year. Like that's that's yeah. not a yeah. So there's like some sort so of like, arrangement there. Yeah. So kind of, but really not. Um, I would say one of the main villains, uh, there, I would say we've got two main villains here, uh, or no, sorry, three, pardon me. Three, our three main villains are number one, we have the cat. That is a, yeah, yeah, the cat called dragon. That is a main villain. Um, we have the people from the Institute, uh, that are trying to come and collect these rats. And then we have our rat villain, um, who surprisingly doesn't show up until 40 minutes into the movie. So it's hard to kind of clock him as a main villain, even though he does the most villainous stuff, because he shows up so late in the movie to be like kind of firmly as as the main villain that's strung throughout the plot line. So I think we can really argue that it's, you know, mostly Cat and uh, people from the Institute. It's mostly things that we don't see all the time. Yeah, and, and I mean... I'll take a slightly different view of that, which is like, I think um, I agree that those are all villains in the thing, but what I would say is like the national Institute of mental health, NIM um, who are going to come and get the rats uh, that really just serves as a timeline. You mm-hmm. know, like this, this puts a, this puts a motivation. You don't think they were a villain when the, when they were describing what happened in the lab? Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that's <laughs> like true. They, uh, they went on yeah, a pretty yeah, big yeah. thing about I, how it was like really. I forgot about the lab part. Yeah. 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 And uh, they show the monkeys and the puppies and you I know think, what I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, I think, uh, the, the main villain, uh, which is, uh, uh, I can't believe I didn't write it down. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> Jenner, Jenner. Oh, rat. okay. Yeah, Jenner. Um, I think he does the most villainous things. I think, he does. Like, yeah. But he's not, um, I don't know. I never saw him as the main, like he, he kills the, their rat leader. Okay. Right. He does. Yeah. He kills their rat leader. Um, and, and then he tries over. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And he tries to kill Justin. That was his name, right? I yeah, wrote that down because I was head like, guard "That's rat." Yeah, <laughs> it feels like there's so there's many v- villain rat, head rat, and uh, and head guard rat. I guess yeah. it just feels like everybody has such an interesting name, and then they're like, and then Justin. <laughs> like, yeah. it just it, it really threw me off when they were like, "Who, Justin?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the head rat Nicodemus, who sounds yeah. like he's named after a Nicorette patch or something like, like a soft smoking aid. Uh, where I was like, maybe that was in the original book because like he is a lab rat, right? So maybe that's why he's called Nicodemus. Like, like it's yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. It just struck me as like maybe that's a thing that carried over that they didn't explain the details of. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that Jenner kills Nicodemus, the mm-hmm. head rat. Which okay, and can I don't want to. Can we talk about that? What yes. were you gonna say? Go ahead. I was gonna say, who 
on the planet, okay? And this is supposed to be a super rat, okay? This is a smart-ass rat. Smart right? rat. This smart, smart, magical rat, rat okay? Um, I, I, I know I haven't been on a, a ton of construction sites, but I've been on a few. And I would say that you never stand underneath the thing that's being moved, Oh my God, thank you so much for saying it. I was like, am I just too self-conscious about health and safety? Yeah, especially if they are the leader of your people. Yeah. Like, especially if I'm a rat. Like, especially if I'm real small, you know what yeah. I mean? So they're moving Miss <laughs> Br- uh, Brisby's uh, cinder block house using the magic of ropes and pulleys, which, don't get me wrong, for a rat, very impressive. You can mm-hmm. put up a block and tackle as a rat. You have my utmost respect. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but for the love of God, you're never underneath what you're hauling, right? And you're certainly never underneath it. If you are a, a an old immobile rat who is the most important rat in this group of people. Yeah, that rat's 100 years old. That yeah. rat is breaking rat records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this this is not... No. Okay, you... When you were... <laughs> like, when uh, uh, Brisby's coming up, like, she gets a whole speech about how, like, don't take too much of his time. He's a very tired rat. He's very old. Don't You know what I mean? And then he's just out here like, yeah! <laughs> I'm under this rock, baby. <laughs> this is the worst place for me to be. So Jenner just cuts the ropes and like the block and it just drops on him and he makes it look yeah, like yeah. an accident or whatever. I find him pretty, you, you, I, I don't think he's a justifiable rat. <laughs> okay. I don't think, I don't think we can justify him. Here's, I'm going to try though. Cause that's the premise but, of the podcast. Yay. Uh, that's what we like. That's what we like. Let us disagree, Craig. Okay, yes. Yes, absolutely. So uh, w- I, do I agree with the extent to which Jenner, uh, went to, to accomplish all these things? No, but I do think that he makes a pretty good argument and one that we never really see the repercussions of. So, so his whole motivation is that Nicodemus and the rest of the rats, they want to leave the rose bush and go to the Thorn Valley or something like that. That's just this place that we never see. We just know that that's where they're going to escape from. And the idea being is that they are worried that they are eventually going to be discovered in the rose bush and uh, they're going to get dug out and, and killed or whatever. Jenner's opposition to this is not that they shouldn't go to this place. His opposition is... Why would we go now? We have everything that we need here. And at no point does anybody explain how when they move there, they are also going to provide for themselves and have everything they need. Like, like these are rats that are using electricity from the farmhouse. There's never any talk about how they're going to generate their own electricity when they get there. You know what I mean? So, yes. so I, I think, especially for a nomadic people, which these rats are, you know, they've, they've come from the lab, they've settled this place. Um, the argument that we're fine here and we need a better plan because we, he even says, we're going to go starve in this other place. Mm-hmm. Like having a prepared plan to leave a, a place of general security and uh, plenty in order to go somewhere else, I think one, uh, you need to demonstrate that there is an immediate threat to the community, and two, that there is some sort of plan 
um, to provide these sorts of things once you, once you get there. I think that is a completely reasonable thing. And unfortunately, we don't see any of this planning going on, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what you want in a child's movie is, is boardroom planning of the logistics <laughs> of moving a community. Uh, but I'm going to give Jenner the benefit of the doubt, doubt that this is not a fully formed plan and that there are inherent dangers where the community is at risk. Okay. All right. Here, okay. Here's my thing. Okay. He, he, to me, is too attached to this concept because as soon as uh, Brisby shows up and is like, okay, no, I actually overheard them talking about this. Like, they're coming. Like, you guys, like, as soon as a timeline is initiated of, like, they're going to come pull up that rose bush. Right. It doesn't really matter what the plan is anymore. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's a good plan or a bad plan. We got to We need, we got, we got, we got to go. We got to bounce out of here. Right? I agree with him up until the point where he's like just straight up murdering people. You know what I mean? You can't (laughs) murder somebody because they disagree. Um, Like I just, you know what I mean? In that sense. Uh, He, again, he, he shows up so late in the movie that I'm just. He's, he seems like he's a character that should have more interesting motivations than he does, but they don't yes. flesh it out at all. Like, it seems like they edited out a scene from the beginning of this movie with this character. Uh, yeah, where we understand why he's motivated to work this way, why he comes to the conclusion that he has to get rid of Nicodemus and mm-hmm. Justin in order to take charge of the rat. Like, there needed to be a thing where it's a, it's an existential crisis. Where mm-hmm. he goes, it's, it is the survival and the existence of this group of rats that matter. Um, and therefore I'm, I've decided to do whatever it takes in order to preserve that. And so Nicodemus has to go. Okay. Um, I will say the second you're right. The second (laughs) that, uh, Brisby's like, Hey, they're coming tomorrow. You need to go now. He immediately turns on her and attacks her outing himself as the villain right away. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking idiot. You Mm -hmm. had it all. You had it all. You all you had, had it do, all, yeah. All you had was, to do was, was like, make a compelling argument against. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and go, well, we just met her. Like, <laughs> we don't know who she is. We don't know who she is. She's not in charge, okay? Um, well, one, okay. So to go to the villains of uh, these, these lab workers, okay? I want to pitch you a scenario here because I absolutely agree that they need to pull the fuck out of that rose bush. Okay, and here's why. <laughs> okay. Let me pitch you this, all right? You have a bunch of highly intelligent rats leave your rats and a, and a mouse, all right? They all bounce out of here, okay? They can read, which also implies, and I, I thought, I didn't catch, I obviously wouldn't have caught this when I was a child, but the concept of they have uh, attained this knowledge without learning is crazy, okay? Because the, this is this means that you are of even higher intelligence than 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 people, other things like human beings, whatever. Because it's not like somebody taught you how to read. They said, "I woke up one morning and knew what it said. Like I knew I could read immediately." Yeah. So, so, so whatever got, treatment they're giving is oh. also imparting not only intelligence but knowledge. Knowledge. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Chilling. Okay. So <laughs> these rats have knowledge. Okay, and. Um, you have to assume, I'm going to go ahead and assume that any rat babies they have will either have in part some of this or all of it. Okay. So, and we're talking about rats. Okay. Rats. They're okay. real good at surviving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, let me pitch you a scenario here. You don't 
pull that rose bush out. Okay, you don't pull that out. Um, somebody is coming back Terminator style to tell you you've made a grave mistake and we need to pull out this rose bush because they rise up. <laughs> they, they rose and there are millions of them. Okay, this is this is a this is an epidemic waiting to happen, my friends. We cannot have this. Absolutely, they are one thousand percent right. Pull that rose bush up. <laughs> yes, I I would agree with you on this point. Where I'd be like, uh, the release of genetically modified organisms into the environment uh, should not be left unchecked. Uh, <laughs> that is that is terrifying uh, and and uh, potentially hazardous uh, to to other rats. Like like for sure they're going to be replace other rats in that niche. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, um, dude. If this and, is if this is if this is like uh, hyper intelligent pandas, we've got some time. Okay, we've got a moment. Don't worry about it. Okay, we can get you can't yeah, convince we can us. we can get ahead of this. Okay, you got you got you put you put a Netflix account in front of a super intelligent panda. It ain't fucking for a while. You know what I mean? We're, like it's we're like good. I don't want to fuck at the best of times, but we're gonna get to the end of uh, how how you know. What's what's hot right now? Jesus, I don't even know. Haunting of haunting of Blythe Manor. There we go. That's topical. I'm watching that right now. Oh man, I'm so out. Orange I don't even know what black. that is. That's, that's <laughs> Orange is the new black is the better reference. That's the one that everyone would get. Jokes are good when you workshop them. Like this. That's, that's what that's what people listen to this podcast for. Just Craig stumbling through uh, references. To make a mediocre joke at best. Anyway, pandas, you got lots of time. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, we, if this was a different type of animal, we we would maybe have some time. Maybe you wouldn't even need to intervene. Okay, but they're rats. <laughs> they're freaking rats, man. Get in there as fast as you can because this is about to pop off. Get, <laughs> which is exactly what the rats are going to do. Get in there yes. as fast as can because it's going to pop, pop off. off. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> gross. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree. It's like that is something that you need to to literally nip in the bud. Uh, it's uh, crazy. And and I think the other takeaway from this is, I know I just defended the rat villain. Uh, these rats, <laughs> these rats, not very nice. Not very. Yeah. So one, one key part of this um, that, that we've ignored to this point is that the only reason that Mr. Ages, that old uh, mouse that gives her the medicine, even agrees to give her medicine to help her kid is because of who her husband was. Gross. The only, <laughs> only, the only reason that the rats agree to help her with her problem mm-hmm. is because of who her husband was. Right? Yep. At any other mouse in that field with similar circumstances, any other animal in that field with similar circumstances... Those rats are not helping. Yeah. They look down on those creatures. Um, they, they, as big of a problem as they have of stealing, they have uh, no, no desire or motivation to share at all, share with their knowledge, share their um, expertise. It's, it's only because of who she was married to and that he died for them that they are willing to do anything. And I don't think that makes them very good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're not, uh, I mean, 
feel like most of the animated characters in this movie are scary to me. But uh, but there is what's interesting is is there's a very clear animation switch of who's good and who's evil. It's like the the good characters look good and the bad characters look bad and it's so funny because uh, now that happens in a lot of like children's stuff I think because it's just kind of like you don't even need like it's like when we see the cat okay you cat is dr- a terrifyingly animated cat yeah but you draw that cat like cute cuddly you know what I mean maybe one of the one of the cats from like pets or what you know your secret life of pets something like that the tone changes so drastically, okay? Because now when you're going to poison this sweet-looking little cat, <laughs> the tone would be so fucking different. Immediately, you're wrong, okay? You're wrong yeah. as, as a mouse going to poison a cat, this adorable-looking cat. But because it's called Dragon, and because it has a different colored eye, and because it's like, it, it looks like... You know, you know, it looks like an alley cat. It's like we know immediately by w- looking at it, we're like, oh, that's a bad, that's bad. Yeah. Even I mean, this I, cat's just catting. It's just yeah, a cat. <laughs> that's an excellent point in that, like, even, even I think if, if it was animated, like, you know, um, uh, a more cutesy cat, like you said, the, even the chase scenes where the cat is chasing down the mice, it doesn't seem as threatening. It seems you more go, playful, like this right. is cat and mouse. Exactly. This is cat and mouse, and this is this is what they do, and we've seen this a million times, and of course mm-hmm. the cat is going to go after the mouse, and of course the mouse is going to try and get away. But the way that they chose to animate this cat is it is le- legitimately terrifying. It is. It mm-hmm. is. I was like, I think that's the scariest looking cat I've ever seen animated. Mm. You know what I mean? I think in real life, I don't think I've seen a cat that scary. And the, the interesting thing is, is that this cat is probably the best cat they could have got because it, it is mentioned at a point in this movie that this cat doesn't even do that much work. She, the, the owner calls the cat lazy. You don't yeah. hunt anything. You really don't collect anything. So isn't this the dream cat to have around? The one that kind of terrorizes everybody but, you know, has only killed one or two animals, you know what I mean? Only yeah. a couple. Because this cat out, isn't doing a great job. And we do find out that it is Dragon who killed uh, Mrs. Brisby's um, husband. Absolutely. That's how he died. He was trying to, he was trying to sedate the cat because uh, they poisoned his food or whatever with like sleeping powder. And he just got caught and got eaten. And you go like, that's a, that's a terrifying detail to p- be put in. <laughs> so uh, this children's, this, we will repeat this again, children's movie. <laughs> children's movie, uh, mother racing against time uh, to have For her, her pneumonia by, by the scariest looking fucking rats you've ever seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, will, I will disagree with you slightly in that I think there are two very good examples of um, characters that are animated to be terrifying looking who turn out to be good or want to help Mrs. Brisby. One oh, is I guess, yeah, himself. the leader. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I, having watched this as a child and rewatching this now, I was like, that's the bad guy, right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, and it's still like, rewatching this time, I was like, I'm still waiting for him to be the bad guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it's not. And the owl. So the owl. Ah. No, but the owl is, even though is helpful in the quest, is not a good guy. That is established. Okay, fair That enough. is established yeah. that yeah. that owl, you don't return from the owl. 
That is mentioned. <laughs> Those that go see the owl do not return. Okay, just because he let one mouse go doesn't mean he's good. And again, <laughs> only because he know he knew who her husband was. Mm-hmm. Again, he wasn't going to help her, and then he's like, "My husband," or she's but like, "My to- husband." And I'm glad we brought up the owl because to to give point to this uh, owl who is kind of another like side villain of this uh, of this farmland. Um, who's going to see this owl? <laughs> who? <laughs> They're like, if you go see the owl, you don't return. I'm like, well, then I, I, I just don't think I'd go see that owl then. <laughs> that's probably that's probably the move. I'm amazed that that was more than one person. <laughs> yeah, as uh, as noted by these giant piles of bones that are in yep. your uh, absolutely terrifying lair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you fly stuff. with cobwebs still attached to you. <laughs> you crazy fucking... Uh, terrifying. Um, um, one very funny thing about his lair, though, which is there's bones everywhere, presumably mm-hmm. of mice and rats and things like that. Um, how much do you know about owls, Rebecca? No, no, not very much. Do you know? Do you know where the bones end up? <laughs> In their poop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's just for the fact that there's bones lying around. Just fully implies that that owl is shitting everywhere. Just shitting. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, he's old enough. He probably needs. <laughs> it's like I'm not walking to the bathroom. Fuck that. Yeah. It's all the way upstairs. <laughs> I can't <laughs> climb stairs anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I can fly, but ugh, who wants to yeah. make the effort? Anyway, uh, I just found that very. That was like my effort to make it lighthearted. Where I was like, these bones mm-hmm. are poop. Bones are poop. Bones are poop. <laughs> ignore, <laughs> ignore the somehow terrifying gnarled hands. Uh, that's a, that's the other that's the that's the detail that gets me the most of this movie is the insistent of like insistence of these gnarled clawed hands. Mm. The owl had it. Nicodemus had it. They yep. all have these glowing eyes. Do not like. Do not terrifying. Like at all. Yeah, terrifying. Especially to a child. Ugh. Yeah. They look like they're like eye size. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just like, like just, they're gonna they're gonna pluck my eye out. I don't know why I always feel that way, but I always feel that way. Yeah, like as a child, you watch this and you're like, I don't know what the hand that will grab me looks like, like from under the yeah. bed, right? What does the the hand grabbing me from under the bed looks like? And you go, I don't know because I've never seen it. And then you see this movie and you're like, well, now I know exactly what the hand that's going to grab me from underneath the bed looks like. And it looks like this movie. Uh, it's the gnarled, long fingernails. It's That's what's grabbing you under the bed. Terrifying. Yep. I don't like it on anything or anybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for me. I would really like to dive into uh, Mrs. Brisby <laughs> because we've... She does a lot of stuff where I'm like, I'm going to disagree. <laughs> okay. okay. Here's the thing is that firstly, I'm going to make the firm argument that she should have just tried to move that child. <laughs> okay. It does seem the easiest course of action. <sighs> because here's, here's what really, really, really bothered me about this movie is that She's so worried about her her son dying from pneumonia, which I totally get because I'm like, okay, you're a mom. You've got mom instincts. Okay, you absolutely have to save your child. But I don't know if it is uh, helpful or good to your child if you're dead. And there's so many moments <laughs> in this movie where I'm like, you are – Literally, you are at any moment this could turn. At any moment you could die. You volunteer 
to go poison the cat. That is unnecessary. Why isn't Justin doing it? Justin's name is Justin. Okay, he is a disposable character. <laughs> I don't... I, I just don't understand the concept of, okay, my kid's dying. I'm going to, or he will die if we move him. I'm very worried. So I'm going to go out, risk my life repeatedly. Okay. Put my trust into strangers repeatedly. And it's all hopefully going to work out. She watches her children drown. And the only thing that saves them is a magic necklace. If yep. you... Girl, if you didn't have that magic necklace, that's so good. You cut, that real, that's, cut real close to the edge there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's too close to call. And I believe they would probably remember that. I think those children are coming out a little scarred. Yes. Like you don't even although oh, I would those, use that anytime I didn't get anything. I can't have that chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, what? I can't stay up past nine? Well, do you remember that time I almost drowned, Mama? Because you trusted my <laughs> yeah. life to a bunch of moving rats. Uh, uh, also, uh, I think a key point in this whole scheme to point out is if it is unsafe to move your child, I doubt it's safe to move them in a house. Yeah. You yep. know, and yep. I don't think it, at multiple points, this house is dropped. Uh, it's dropped on Nicodemus. It falls into the mud. They all drown. Uh, I don't think that's good for a kid with pneumonia. Like I think if, I think first of all, why are the three healthy kids in the house at all? Get them out while you're moving this thing. You know, they can sit on the sidelines and uh, option two is maybe just try and move the kid in a tent, get some blankets. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I understand it's maybe not, uh, maybe not as safe, but like, mm -hmm. I think that's where I would put my chips you know we're gonna build a little tent uh uh what do you call it like stretcher around him and we're gonna get him in it and we're gonna carry him away yeah like nobody that's the that's the thing that blows my mind nobody informs the people inside what's going on it just starts happening <laughs> it just starts happening to them you know what i mean like she doesn't they don't know if they know what's going on. Like, literally, is their aunt is still in the building, right? Uh, is she still in there or does she leave? The, I don't know where the aunt is at this point. Um, I can't remember. Who is honestly right through this whole thing? And I really, like, I'm like, I understand. Yeah, I understand that they're like, oh, they're trying to paint her as a bitch. I'm like, everything this woman does is correct other than her general demeanor. Like other than the way she speaks to people, like she saves them from the track. She's the one that saves them from the tractor. Okay. She's the one that yeah, jumps she pulls up the fuel line. She, uh, she pulls Brisbee's the fuel line. Fucking the dog on that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just like saved. You know what I mean? Her name is Shrew, this poor woman. <laughs> okay. So, she, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, are, are you going to be a little shrewish? Yes. You are, yeah, a, so. you are a shrew. That is, your, that is the animal that you are. Uh, that is what the personality is named after. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Off the get-go, she's like, I'm only here. Her, the kids are super rude to her when she yeah. shows up. Uh, especially the boy. Um, and then she's like, I only came by to tell you that moving week has moved up. Here is a, mm -hmm. here is a woman who cares enough about her community uh, to be going door to door to warn people that like they need to get, get ready to move. I was like, it, it, I, I sympathize with her 
I think every community has that person where you're like, yeah, you're, your nose is a little too much in other people's business, but also that's only because you're looking out for literally everybody. I and I know. think you need that person. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I have like a handful of people that I know that are exactly like that. I'm like, every time I talk to you, it feels unpleasant. But goddamn, do we need you? Like, I just like, but goddamn. You know what I mean? Those comedians where you're like, I fuck it, I can't. You are on all the time. You're you're always on issues. You're always on like like you know, rights and being correct all the time and all this kind of stuff. And sometimes it's exhausting, but I'm like, but we absolutely fucking need you and i just hope that you keep yelling at the right people because i don't want to do it i'm yeah. tired you know what i mean i don't want to yell at these people i'm so glad you're yelling at them thank you like i don't want to be in the room for it but thank you so much thank you for yes, doing thank a you service for looking out for all of this sort of thing yeah i think any community geographic uh uh friendship whatever whatever um, online, whatever community is, you desperately need those sorts of people. Yeah, it's a new issue every day, and sometimes you're and you're just rolling, you're like, I can't, I can't, can't be every day, but you need them. You need yep. these people because they're actually getting stuff done. Because the only way you'll get anything done is through this like repetition. <laughs> yeah, through this, just I'm just gonna grind you down. I'm just yeah. going to grind you down slowly and we need those people. And I, yeah, a hundred percent. She's one of those people and she saves them and she gives all the good of Like every time she's like, you should just move him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You should just move him. Okay. He because phys- I'm sorry. Not yes. worth it. Not these mothers. Not worth children. it. Don't go to the rats. They never like us. Facts. Okay. Um, I'm going to tie this crow up because I don't know this crow. Yeah. Um, oh. don't send them here. <laughs> Your mom sent me here to look after you. Oldest, oldest line in the book. Absolutely not. Miss Drew has not fallen for no, that no, no. shit. Absolutely. 100% agree with tying them up. Also, okay, and that's another move that I'm going to disagree with um, from, from Mama Mouse here. So you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I'm trying to get in this rose bush. This crow is being very distracting. Okay. Keeps talking. I'm going to be in danger because he's going to wake up the cat. This crow is dangerous. Hey, you know where I should send him to look after my kids? For sure. Let's just point the noise beacon at the only children that I have that are outside, okay, and able to function. Let's just send them over there and he'll help them. To draw attention to to the kids that I am trying to save. Yeah, this is not the move. (laughs) And it's weird for a character that is supposed to be bringing levity to an otherwise very dark and disturbing movie. I did not care for in the least. I was like, get this guy off screen. I am sick of him. He can't do anything right. Ah, you know. I didn't mind. I didn't. mm, I I didn't mind him. I don't think he had the the level of charm he was expected to have, but I think that's because of how dark the movie is. I think if the movie was lighter, he might've played a little better because I think he was the, he was just like this drop of like in any other movie, he, that is the character. He's written like every other character that he's supposed to be. He's this buffoonish. I'm going to lighten this up. The problem is, is the movie is too fucking dark to be lightened. Okay. Because we're really, we're like, 
They have pneumonia. Like, this kid has pneumonia. We've almost watched this character die multiple times. This isn't fun and silly time because it's actually quite serious. So you actually feel the weight of every wrong thing he does, whereas in other children's movies, that's charming because we're just trying to get back home right now. We're a little lost or whatever it is. I think it would have played better if it was a lighter movie. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, you're getting all tied up in string, and you're causing other people to dally, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I understand how this is a huge threat to you now. Yeah, like like stop it, stop being a fucking uh, uh, comedic. <laughs> yeah, it's not relief. so much like you're Just, you're yeah. slowing us down. It's like you're gonna get us killed. Yeah, and I feel that. I feel yes, that. yeah, because they want you to feel it. Yeah. Um. Another thing I wanted to quickly get on, and I think it's a, I kind of assumed that the rats were quote unquote magical because they were more intelligent and were able to harness electricity. So like the miraculous things that they were able to do is because of their uh, increased intelligence. Is that how you read it? I, I struggled with this, with the general concept and the insertion of magic. Thank you. That's exactly the same problem I had, right? Because it's everything else made sense in, in the sense of like, okay, if you bring me into a world where um, where the log- the line of logic is that these um, rats are hyper intelligent because of science. Yep. It's weird to then bring in magic. If they were intelligent because of some some science, but then magic and it went wrong, or there was some sort of fusion or something, then that would make total sense to me that we're bringing. But it feels like they bring it in so late. I'm like, I don't, I don't, yes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it seems like a last minute um, switch up because it's like she has the courage of heart, so the amulet works. But like we never explained what this amulet was, where they got it, how it's related to their backstory, why the rats have it, why magic exists in this world. Whereas like I was sort of thinking that the amulet would be like like some sort of human made object that is not being able to be understood by the animals, mm-hmm. or that the rat that the rats have mastered. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's what I wanted in the payoff, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like, by the way, no. magic. Like at the eleventh hour, uh, when when we need it to save the day, magic exists all of a sudden. Yes, and like that feels very much like a uh, we had to fix some sort of loophole, or like this was the quick band aid so that we didn't have to rewrite the whole script or whatever it was. Um, but the, what they wrote on the back, I was like, no. <laughs> I was just so, and maybe it's just me, or maybe maybe it is a very nice saying. I have no idea, but it says you can unlock any door if you only have the key. And I'm like, yeah, that's but that's just a sentence. Like that's like that's just like a thing. That's just a sentence. It doesn't mean anything. Like it's, to me, it, it just doesn't mean anything. It's one of those things that seems really deep uh, <laughs> when you first hear it, and then when you think about it for a goddamn second, it all falls apart. Like you can open any door with a key. Yeah, man, that's what keys do. Like I was just you just I, described a key there. <laughs> I just kept sitting there thinking, like, am I? Is am I having like a really dumb moment? Is this is this deep and I just don't? <laughs> or is this just the stupidest sentence on the planet? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
dude. You oh. can unlock any door if you only have the key. You can be alive if you only continue to breathe. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. That really, I know that's not it's, the only thing in this no, movie. That you're like, what? It's, it's that false profoundness. That is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And this and is as, like, yeah. what was it? It's like that, though, that with the courage of heart or something like, or is that what he says to her? Yeah. That's yeah. No, that's back. not written on it. That's, that's the only thing that's written on there. And then he explains the rules of like, it'll, it'll like glow. If you have courage of heart, courage of heart is the most important thing in the world. And I'm like, all right. As opposed to, Oh shit. I only got courage of the bowels. <laughs> <laughs> I got brain courage. I wish I had courage of the heart. Yeah, the insertion of the magic is such an odd... Yes. ...choice. Yes, Because it doesn't follow the line of logic. Yeah, like if... if, if, And I'm just spitballing here, but like if the, the secret amulet was like a fuse... You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like like an, one of those old screw-in screws. And she realizes that having that will allow her to start a machine or like mm-hmm. control the machine again. And we as humans go, oh, the machine didn't work because it didn't have the fuse in it. Uh, I understand how an animal would see a, a fuse as a glowing rock or like a, you know, a glass amulet of some sort. And we screw that all in, and then that's how it works. And and one, she gets the courage. She is courageous still. She solves a problem, and she, and we get it. And it all lines up with the fact that science created super intelligent rats who are using human technology to accomplish great things, uh, to move a house, and and not be sidelined by suddenly there's magic. You yeah, know? it's it just felt very like. Like you, like when you the first time you watched uh, From Dust Till Dawn, and then all of a sudden they're either three quarters of the way through the movie, you're like vampires. What the fuck? <laughs> like you're just like, where did, where did this come from? This was out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's like but, oh, this is a magic movie now. Okay. Yeah, it just felt like uh, they stopped following their own line of logic. Um, again, this this did hold up for me in the sense of how. It was the terrifying imagery that I did remember. Yep. The um, whole time I was like, I understand how this would scare a child. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like this, for me, this is in the same package as Fern Gully for me. Where, like, Fern Gully was like, oh, that's terrifying. Like, that's just a terrifying movie. It has that, like, you, you know, like, yep. yeah, yeah, oh. Yep. Even thinking about it right now, like, I'm like, oh, that's a... But Fern Gully is this light like there's a lot more levity mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the backgrounds aren't as dark or foreboding or there is just a certain animation style that this has that yep. only a couple other movies do um and it's it's far too dark for a children's movie i think so far too dark um, i wouldn't recommend it for a child no unless you're like Unless you like really want to have some big conversations, and unless unless your kid is like really into horror movies or mm. wants to be really big into horror movies, then this is like this maybe is, the good bridge of like, oh, yeah, this is scary, but it's but still yeah. for a child, I guess. Um, the, the final point I want to make on this is uh, is there is a point where so Jenner, the the rat villain, mm. um. 
dies because another rat just throws a dagger at him into his back and then he falls off a thing into the mud. And I had forgotten how much that image was burned into my head (laughs) of the death face of this rat as he's stabbed in the back and plummets to his death. Because uh, kudos to the animators. uh, They got it right. That that is that is an expression, like simultaneously surprised in agony and then like dying. I was like, that is horrific, and I I I saw it and I was like, yeah, that frame is burned into my head. I remember that now. That that specific expression I recall from this movie. Uh, It is dark (laughs) (laughs) you know what you know how much of a of a bitch i am straight up i refuse to watch this movie at night like i literally like i watched this movie this morning because i was like this is an am treat for me because i will not like i very much it was almost like it was almost like i was a parent talking to my child self being like, well, you're going to get nightmares. <laughs> you're just, <laughs> you're just going to get nightmares if you watch it after 9 PM. So you might as well <laughs> just leave it for daylight. <laughs> we can't, we can't watch. This isn't an, a- this isn't an afternoon noon movie. This is a morning movie, Rebecca. Yeah. It's like true. Remember how you were up all night last time we saw this? Well, we don't want that to happen again. No, I mean, it could have, it could have been fine. (laughs) But I just, I couldn't trust myself. I'm like, you've been in a dark mood lately. You're just going to, this is just going to be a dog pile and you shouldn't do this to yourself. Just watch it in the morning. (laughs) It's a, it's a morning movie for sure. (laughs) Uh, Anything else uh, you wanted to get in for the season? No, I think, I think we've, We've said it. <laughs> uh, very good. So before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, as always, we like to give our definitive ranking of how good the villain is. Uh, I've got a uh, in in uh, honor of the rats trying to move Miss Brisby's house. Um, I've done the movable house scale. Nice. So uh, and I'm ranking. Uh, I'm ranking. I guess Jenner the rat. Um, no, sorry. I'm doing uh, Nim. I'm doing the yeah. Uh, so on a scale of a houseboat to an RV, uh, I'm giving, uh, Nim, uh, a, the pop-out tent from the Pontiac Aztec. Remember that? Remember how you yeah. could set up a tent in the back <laughs> of this? Uh, because it's 100% an abomination and should be wiped from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got the, uh, back of the medallion scale, uh, for myself. I'm doing, uh, Nim and the cat cause there's same, same to me. Uh, um, so I've got uh, from any wall can be covered if you have the paint to uh, <laughs> any boat can be rowed if you have the oars. I'm going to give them a uh, anyone can drink when they have a glass of water. So that's going to be uh, you're just doing you. You're out there doing you. And that medallion is the stupidest thing <laughs> It's stupid. Oh, oh really man. Magic out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, but if, Hey, a little segue. If you want to create a little magic out of nowhere, uh, guys, you can support the podcast. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> oh no, this is, 
Uh, this is the last recording session of the day, everyone. Both Rebecca and I have been on coffee this entire time. <laughs> things I've got a little we- things got a little weird around hour three. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, if you want to help out the podcast, uh, one way you can do it uh, is super super quick, super easy. Uh, whatever podcast app you're using, whatever subscription service you use, uh, head us a good old like or a, a button or a surprise or whatever, whatever, however they rank it. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends about it, and also uh, you can uh, if you can leave us a quick one sentence review that helps the algorithms all the rest helps other people discover that uh that's great um and if you want to get in touch with us if you want to uh get any some information or maybe provide a suggestion for a movie that you would like to see uh us cover on the podcast you can reach out to us on twitter we are at vwr podcast uh vwr for villain was right podcast that's on twitter uh villain was right on facebook and you can email us at villain was right at gmail.com and as always, you, if you were looking for extra content, voting, other fun stuff, we've got uh, Patreon. If you want to hit patreon.com slash villain was right, we have two bonus episodes a month as our top tier. You can also uh, get in on our audience choices, our audience votes, um, send us in suggestions. If you just want to throw us a buck, do it. Why not? Have fun. Uh, and again, as always, just thanks for listening. If you're listening to this, well, yeah, you're hearing me. Of course you are. Uh, <laughs> If you, haven't, if you haven't skipped over this section. Yeah. What shout a weird out to everyone, place to, everyone to start. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to everyone who can't find that forward 15 seconds button. We love you. We love you. <laughs> You're here. Yeah. You haven't skipped out on this thing that we do every episode. Thank you so, so much. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. What do you got for us, Craig? Uh, okay. So I have a personal one. This is a hero uh, this week. Uh, because uh, Kat, uh, my girlfriend, my significant other from I Hi Bye Lie. If you've been listening before, yeah, you've heard me mention her. Uh, I love her. She's great. Uh, love her no matter what. Uh, but I love her a little bit more. Uh, this week, uh, because she finally went and got her CPAP machine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't know, I did not think you were gonna say that. <laughs> uh, if if you don't know, a CPAP machine is used uh, to treat sleep apnea. Everybody, uh, so we have been living together for about two years now, and the entire time, I have uh, I have said outright, or is uh, politely implied, that maybe she should go get a sleep study uh, because she uh, snores um, uh, rather loudly, uh, and uh, she fi- she finally went and go get it, and uh, it turns out she was having uh, something like thirty one episodes an hour uh which means that she would stop breathing what? and wake up 31 no. times an hour yes no uh 31 times uh <gasps> so many right so that you know you can do the math uh oh. <laughs> so 31 That's times have a huge effect on your health like just being feeling awake during the day does it not yes uh i mean you know she'll she could attest to it better she's she said she's found it easier to wake up she doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. find that she's less tired during the day okay. but she does find it easier to wake up now but from my perspective uh oh sorry i will say just one quick detail when she went and got this uh, study done they were like uh you're borderline severe and i hate uh, when they use the word borderline right and uh. that's what i said uh i think <laughs> they use the term borderline uh to make you feel better <laughs> because <laughs> it's like what what side of severe is it oh the more severe side yeah it's but it's borderline mm. yeah no it's it's severe i think 
uh, the CPAP machine has gotten rid of the severe and left the borderline. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. So uh, from my personal perspective, uh, she got this immediately changed uh, everything. Um, it's so much easier to sleep uh, for myself because she's not waking up uh, 31 times an hour, moving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been pure bliss. Um, if you have a partner uh, who has a snoring problem, maybe just uh, maybe just go get a, a sleep test. I cannot stress enough how how great it is. Um, but again, and and she she uh, she made sure that I mentioned this uh, because it is absolutely true. I love her. I love her no matter what. I love her. If she didn't get a sleep pad mach- uh, CPAP machine, cat, uh, you're my hero. CPAP is also a hero. <laughs> uh, that's my hero. There is. That's great. Uh, this week I've got a a villain slash uh, slight hero. So my villain of the week is absolutely <laughs> Value Village. Okay. Fuck Value Village. I'll go on the record saying that. These bullshit motherfuckers. Okay, I'm already swearing too much. Um, These people, okay, are out here thinking it's chill charging like $15 for a Forever 21 dress that somebody's already worn 16 times. And I do not get it as a concept. It's a business. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Every time you go in there, everything is so overcharged unless they haven't realized what it is. Sometimes you can get very lucky, but it's just like all of this, this compliant, it's all donated. So understand that, okay? So this store is getting these donations, okay, going, and it's not like they're a non-for-profit. They're, 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 they are for-profit, you know what I mean? They are profitable, okay? So the last time I was in one, because I still go, even though I hate it because I'm an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> the last time I was in a value village, uh, this was... I was like, yes, this guy, exactly. This man, do you ever see somebody and you see by their body language that something's about, you know what I mean? Like they're on, they're on a mission. They're on a different vibe than everybody else. We're not just shopping today. Anyway, this guy goes up and to basically like a, they're at like a customer service desk, whatever. And this guy goes up and he says, and he's it was the weirdest tone because it was loud, but it wasn't yelling like, He made it loud enough that everyone around him could hear it because he needed everyone to know his displeasure, but he wasn't yelling at the woman. And he just looked at her and was like, listen, he's like, I just need you to know. He's like, I understand that you're not in charge here, but I just needed to tell somebody. He's like, every single item in this store is overpriced. He's like, what is this, new? He's like, nothing in here is new. Everything in here is secondhand. And for some reason, I can't find anything under $5. He's like, this is insane. He's like, I will never come here again. I am not buying anything. He's like, I know that you're not in church here, but I just wanted you to know that. (laughs) And then he immediately (laughs) walks out. I always love the... I don't expect you to change this. I just need yeah. to tell somebody energy. Like I, I need to get this off my chest. I just needed to say this. So <laughs> small hero there and big village, value village. What are you doing? You're second selling shit secondhand for the same prices as I could buy it for for new. You know what I mean? New in the store. This is pure madness. This is not a business model that should stand. I hate you, value village. Asterix, I still will probably go. Anyway. (laughs) 
So where can people follow you online, Craig? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, uh, CraigFay.com for updates. Uh, I don't know that that's really happening these days. Uh, but also you can check me out on YouTube, uh, YouTube slash Craig Fay Comedy. We've also got some uh, Villain Was Right content up there that you can uh, go check out if you missed it uh, the first time. So uh, yeah, that's me. And as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. That's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-R-E-E-D-S. Next week, we're going to be talking about Sleepy Hollow. So excited. Stay tuned for that episode. We've got a very special guest, Ashley Cooper, on. Um, You know her. You love her. We're having her back. It's a great episode. So check that out next week. And as always, this is The Villain Was Right reminding you, you can't mother if you're dead. The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.